Blog Talk Radio. To all of our listeners, welcome to President Patriot or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with interaction and intensity not heard on other shows, including the visual media. Our listeners learn and participate because the issues discussed could affect them directly. If you have a comment for anyone on the show, our call-in number is one three four seven. 826-7400. Again, that's 1-347-826-7400. Now, moving right along to how stupid people have become. You know, by today's standard, none of us were supposed to be uh, here and ever make it this far. Let's, talk, let's just look at High school from 1957 versus 2014. Scenario number one, Jack goes duck hunting before school and then pulls into the school parking lot with his shotgun in his truck's uh, back window, gun rack. Now, in 1957, the vice principal comes over, looks at Jack's shotgun, goes to his car and gets his shotgun to show Jack. Now, in 2012, School goes into lockdown. FBI called. Jack handcuffed. Put off to jail. Never sees his truck and gun again. Counselors called in for traumatized students and teachers. Now, scenario number two. Johnny and Mark get into a fight after school. In 1957, crowd gathers. Mark wins. Johnny and Mark shake hands and end up buddies. 24, uh, excuse me, 2012 scenario. Police called and SWAT teams arrive. They arrest both Johnny and Mark. They are both charged with assault and both expelled, even though Johnny started the fight. Now, scenario number three. Jeffrey will not be still in class. He disrupts other students. Now, in 1957, Jeffrey was sent to the principal's office and given a good paddling by the principal. He then returns to the class, sits still, and does not disrupt the class again. 2012, Jeffrey is given huge doses of Ritalin. He becomes a zombie. He is then tested for ADD. The family goes and gets extra money, the SSI from the government, because Jeffrey has a disability. Scenario number four, Billy breaks a window in his neighbor's car, and his dad gives him a whipping with his belt. In 1957, Billy is more careful next time, grows up normal, goes to college, and becomes a successful businessman. 2012, Billy's dad is arrested for child abuse. Billy is removed to foster care and joins a gang. The state psychologist is told by Billy's sister that she remembers being abused herself and their dad goes to prison. Billy's mom has an affair with the psychologist. Scenario number five, Mark gets a headache and takes some aspirin to school. In 1957, Mark shares his aspirin with the principal out on the smoking dock. Now, In 2012, called. Mark is expelled from school for drug violations. His car is then searched for drugs and weapons. Now, scenario number six. Pedro fails high school English. 1957, Pedro goes to summer school, passes English, and goes to college. 2012, Pedro's cause is taken up by the state. Newspaper articles appear nationally, explaining that teaching English as a required a requirement for graduation is racist. ACLU files class action lawsuits against the state school system and Pedro's English teacher. English is then banned from core curriculum. Pedro is given his diploma anyway, but ends up moving mowing lawns for a living uh, because he can't speak English. Now, scenario number seven, 
Johnny takes apart leftover firecrackers from the 4th of July, puts them in a, a modeled uh, airplane uh, paint bottle and blows up a, a red ant bed. Now, 1957, ants die. In 2012, the ATF Homeland Security and the FBI are called. Johnny is charged with domestic terrorism. The FBI investigates his parents and all the siblings are removed from their home and all computers are confiscated. Johnny's dad is placed on a terror watch list and is never allowed to fly again. Scenario number eight, Johnny falls while running during a recess and scrapes his knee. He is found crying by his teacher. His teacher's name is Mary. Mary hugs him and to comfort him. In 1957, in a short time, Johnny feels better and goes on playing. In 2012, Mary is accused of being a sexual predator and loses her job. She faces three years in state prison. Johnny undergoes five years of therapy. This should hit everybody's brain to show how stupid we become. Now let's examine government. Yes, sir, the real smart people. What is your view on the states that are ending the electoral college's role in the presidential elections? Conservatives are saying that the National Popular Vote Compact loss circumvents the Constitution, saying it resembled President Barack Obama's abuse of law through his extensive use of executive orders. What are your views on this issue? Bill Kristol, founder of the editor in Weekly Standard, told Steve uh, Maltzberg's show, the Newsmax TV this week, if they want to make the case for the popular election of presidents and constitutional amendment, they should make the case. But the left these days doesn't make the case, and they don't go the normal route of changing the law that they don't like, Crystal added. They think of gimmicks and uh, evasions and ways to get around normal popular debate. This is all happen happening uh, quite quietly. Under the National Popular Vote Compact, each state would award its electoral votes to the presidential candidate who wins the national popular vote the effort has been quietly winding its way through state governments, needing 270 votes to take effect. Once states with electoral votes totaling the magic number 270, the number a presidential candidate needs to become president, passes uh, pass the law, it immediately takes effect. The new law would mandate that each of the states in the compact would secede their electoral votes to the winner of the national popular vote, even if the popular state were supposed to give a majority to the loser of the popular vote in the system uh, that exists today. Put another way, if Florida has been a member of such a compact in the 2000 presidential year, it would have had to secede its electoral votes to Al Gore, making him president. Since he won the popular vote nationwide, though he lost in the state of Florida. The compact has been attacked by Republican strategist Dick Morris, who charged that the effort is ripe for voter fraud and would guarantee the Democrats win the White House every four years. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo pledged the Empire State's 29 electoral votes to the effort which now has 165 votes. New York is the 10th state to come aboard. The District of Columbia, and, uh, with three electoral votes, has also signed the agreement. The other states are Maryland, New Jersey, Illinois, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Vermont, California, Rhode Island, and Washington. Morris said all of the jurisdictions supporting the compact-backed President Obama in 2012 election. It also has been approved by at least one legislative body in these states, 
Arkansas, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, North Carolina, and Oregon. The state's total 78 electoral votes, and eight of them voted for Obama. The stealth way of going through the states joining like-minded was, in essence, doing an in-run around the Constitution. It's a serious discussion. It's a debate worth having and why we're talking about it today. The Electoral College is, in the most recent target of the left, leaning progressives. They claim that it corrupts the election process because a president that wins the popular vote could lose the election. This is communist double talk. The truth is the Electoral College was put in place to assure that the large populous states currently, the likes of uh, New York and California, Texas, Ohio, and Florida could not control the outcomes of the presidential election. Without the Electoral College, voters in small states would have no influence as the large population centers would simply impose their will. Now let's go back to a time when we weren't so stupid. In the Federalist Number 39, James Madison argued that the Constitution was designed to be a mixture of state-based and population-based government. The Congress would have two houses, the state-based Senate and the population-based House of Representatives. Meanwhile, the president would be elected by a mixture of two modes. Additionally, in the Federalist 10, James Madison argued against an interest and overbearing majority and the mischief of faction in an electoral system. Factors and alliances can shift in a party based on perceptions and shared goals, identity, and interests. Labels like establishment and insurgent may alter one's thinking and dialogue. Now, Madison defined a faction as a number of citizens whether amounting to the majority or minority of the whole who are united and actuated by some common impulse of passion or of interest adverse to the rights of other citizens or to the, uh, the permanent or aggregate interests of the community. Republican government, i.e. federalism, as opposed to direct democracy, with its varied distribution of voter rights and powers would countervail against factions. Now, Madison further postulated in the Federalist Number 10 that the greater the population and expanse of the republic, the more difficulty factions would face in organizing due to such issues of secularism. Now, fast forward to stupid again. Now, the Loss of the Electoral College would mean stripping smaller states of their national influence and giving control of the presidential elections to the high-population states. It would corrupt the office of the president, allowing him to pander to only those high-population areas while encouraging the smaller states to be ignored. Now, I have to use the words ignorant Democrats today, and I've used it, and I stand corrected. Please let Ronald Reagan place the correct title there, if you will. So now we declare war on poverty. Do they believe that poverty is suddenly going to disappear by magic? Not too long ago, a judge called me here in Los Angeles. He told me that a young woman who'd come before him for a divorce. She had six children, was pregnant with her seventh. Under his questioning, she revealed her husband was a laborer earning $250 a month. She wanted the divorce to get an $80 raise. She's eligible for $330 a month in the Aid to Dependent Children program. She got the idea from two women in her neighborhood who'd already done that very thing. Yet any time you and I question the schemes of the do-gooders, we're denounced as being against their humanitarian goal. They say we're always against things. We're never for anything. Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Now, I really do appreciate that, uh, Mr. Reagan. Thank you for correcting me. And uh, now I'd like to uh, move right on along to uh, my co-host and good friend, 
Michael Talley, uh, please bring us back to Intelligence, Mike. Good morning, David. How you doing? Good. Your uh, initial stories brings back a lot of memories. I remember kids fighting after school, never a problem. I remember in uh, grade school we had a show and tell, and I was going to get potassium and iodine crystals from a drugstore, which is where you got chemicals then, mix them, throw water on them, turns into fire. Couldn't get them, so I showed people how to make a rope whip instead. Could you imagine doing that today? It would <laughs> never happen. Oh, Things have gotten so ridiculous that uh, before you get yanked out of an assembly or out of class if you were acting up. Today they dare not touch anybody. Oh, right. Then you got in trouble when you got home if they found you had trouble in school. Oh, absolutely. And going to the Electoral College, just another end run around the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It's what Obama and the Dems do. Now, now Obama's got the plan out to let anybody in prison over 10 years with what they consider a nonviolent crime, which includes drugs, just let them out on the street. Sure. As long, be and give them their voting rights, yes. Give them their voting rights, Yeah, too. and let them vote, exactly. <laughs> Along with illegal aliens, that that ought to that ought to help the case, right? Let's, let's yeah, let's too. I mean, bring them on. <laughs> yeah, let's bring in uh, Dr. Davis. Come in and give us some two cents and three cents. Well, first the electoral college. Good morning, David. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Uh, the electoral college, which is Article Two, Section One, clauses two, three, and four, lay out specifics of the electoral college, and you can't change it just by a congressional uh, mandate or an executive order. So uh, the Popular Vote Act, that one, don't want to do it. You have to go through this mechanism. As for letting people out of prison, it would seem to me that the the judges who initially gave these sentences need to review the cases again, not the DOJ. I think it's, in other words, they're going to go over state lines and tell each state what to do on these nonviolent tenure offenders. And I think that's not the mechanism that's out there right now. I don't see how Eric Holder has the right, the ability, and he's a non-elected official, uh, to do something like that. But apparently he thinks he does. So I think there's going to be a lot of court issues in, in, those, in those terms. Uh, what we're seeing now is the ability of Obama to block the 22nd Amendment, which is no more than two terms because of FDR having four terms that came about, uh, I think, in the late 1940s. So... We we are seeing a major, major attack on the Constitution from many, many angles, and they're moving forward with this, surprisingly. The states that you listed for the Popular Vote, Vote Act are all draconian blue states, just like New York and here in Maryland, and uh, they, the summation of the ones you have together certainly don't come to 270 in terms of the number of electoral votes that they need. So uh, we have a lot of problems coming down the Pike, and I believe, I believe surely there will be a civil insurrection coming because what you, happened at the is, Bundy Ranch. Yeah, you keep, you, 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 you bring our, our awareness to the fact that, well, it can't happen because it's against the law, and I just would like to throw it out there, you know, first fast and furious, and then seizing control of GM and Chrysler, and, you know, yeah. uh, firing whistleblowers and collecting data on fellow Americans, and it, yeah. uh, the list, there's, there's hundreds of laws that this administration has already broken. As a yeah, but each fact, one of those is checked, David. That he wants to circumvent Congress. He has he, he has stated, I, I tell the people that work for me, all of my Muslim czars, to to tell me how I can go around Congress. They he is has absolutely no respect for the law, and if he can cram this down our throats, it's going to take our thirty thirties and and 44 calibers to get out there and stop this. Now, that's just my view. It would take 38 states to block the change of the Electoral College. 38 states, not a popular vote act, nothing like that. That's the process they need to call a constitutional convention and go on that route. That's how the Constitution has set it up, and I don't see that happening in the near future. He's broken just the getting it together is going to take two or three years. Just getting it has together. He, say, say yes or no. He has broken the Constitution many times before. He has, he has yes, done course, treasonous yes. things. Yes. And he's not in jail. He should be in prison right now. Right. Exactly. They won't, they won't impeach him or put him in prison because he's black. The Republicans yeah. are scared of being called, which is stupid. Yeah. And that's another thing with him letting these people out of prison. His comment was, it's un- disproportionately black inmates. And they've complained before there's a disproportionate black inmates in jail. 
Well, I wonder why that is. They're doing things wrong. And now it's a disproportionate number of blacks that are in prison, and he wants to let them go. Legal and illegal. Isn't that right? Illegal is illegal. Now, here we are. It's it's a loving thing. That's Jeb Bush. We Bush, they didn't break the law on purpose. <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't to, know they were breaking the law. Look at it in perspective. Thirteen percent of the population of the three hundred seventeen million plus in this country are Afro American. Thirteen percent. They commit, depending on the category of crime, up to seventy percent of those crimes: rape, violent crimes, murders, that kind of thing especially in the large cities, as you all know. So uh, that's why they're there, and they can play with the numbers all they want. They're solidified in people's minds. Black crime is very heavy, and it's very violent, and these people are predators, and they belong in cages where where they are. That's right. Yeah, and taking guns out of the hands of ordinary citizens is not yeah. going to help change that. Yeah, They're criminals. And they don't care about the laws. They like to go into no-gun-free zones. Yeah. Exactly. Criminals are just that, criminals. They're not going to follow the law. So when we mandate that people should have ankle bracelets that own guns, and just because we're honorable citizens we go through and do it, that hasn't done anything to the criminals. They're going to own guns, have guns, and take things the the way they want them. It's not going to work for uh, a government to say, oh, all of you law-abiding citizens may not have guns now. That's only to gain control over you. That has nothing to do with gun violence. You take no, those guns yeah. away and gun violence, you haven't even seen it. Because now the criminal knows he can go into any neighborhood and he's going to be protected by his government. He's going to be the only one with a gun. Yeah, he's not going to have a chip saying he can use the gun or not. I can imagine yeah. somebody breaking into my place. Me having a gun with a chip in it, my wife grabs it first. She can't fire the thing. Yeah. I mean, you're just <laughs> set up exactly to be a right. fool. Yeah, and yeah. If, you don't, if you stand your ground, you, you could be convicted. It's unbelievable, even though someone's attacking you. And here in Maryland, I have a point. 70% of households in Baltimore City are single-parent homes. Why is that? It's not that the women do not want husbands. It's because either the black male is in jail and or... They stay separate. They don't marry. They get twice the amount of entitlements as they would have without if they are married. So, uh, Reagan just said of, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Reagan just told us about that. They, they, yeah. they wanted to divorce because they could double up on their income, maybe triple yeah. it. <laughs> well, it's happening here on a huge population. Uh, it's happening. I think Baltimore has 635,000 uh, people. I think the city has about 57% or more of uh, Afro-Americans living there, if you call them that. So uh, we have a real problem with, with them, and they need to get their act together. And they're not all bad people. And, and, and they're being portrayed you know, as crooks, thieves, bums, rotten, stuff like that. And we can do better, but the government is causing this diversity of stuff to happen. He's playing class warfare, and therefore they don't, they, they're all suspicious of us. I, I know a lot of Afro-Americans I play at Kino would be on the Kino uh, area, they they don't like me, and I know that well, they're suspicious well, well, of me. Dr. Davis, I drive I like a 2001 what... car. These yeah. people are driving up with their entitlement cars. They're driving BMWs and Mercedes Benzes, yes, exactly. late model cars. And it's a... I I like what you said on like three different shows, and that is when we talked about uh, the uh, the doctor that is surfaced all of a sudden, and now he's getting very popular because he's black, and uh, yeah. Where was he yes. back in 2012 yes. when he could have made a difference? Why is he magically appearing now? Yes. I tell you, I've got the trust but verify from Ronald Reagan in my blood. Yes. I, I've been uh, uh, thrown under the uh, wagon, if you will, uh, by uh, Colin Powell. I, he was, in my mind's eye, the most respected human being on the planet at one time. And it was nothing other than a bait-and-switch. He jumped off of the wagon and jumped over and voted for a black guy because he was black, had no idea who he was. And that absolutely uh, ripped out all of the trust that I had automatically when someone was portraying themselves and talking and going and doing the good things. 
And, and the same thing goes with this doctor. I mean, he certainly has the right words and speaks the right way, but uh, I don't trust until I'm sure anymore. You know, you well, get the drift. People that are backing him now don't know his full history. I do because I am a physician, not practicing, but I, I understand. Benjamin Carson was the head of pediatric neurosurgery until recently at Hopkins. Very big up there. Good surgeon, no doubt. Uh, he has 60 honorary degrees. Do you believe this man deserves 60 honorary degrees? He did a, uh, a major surgery in the 1980s, but other people have followed suit with that surgery. The country acts like he's the only pediatric neurosurgeon in, in the country, and he should be awarded with all this uh, grandeur and, and, and largesse and, and whatever. He is a Trojan horse. We don't know where he's coming from. And, and as you said, he was quiet all these years until after the election when his man got into the White House. He went to a religious ceremony at the White House. He got up and said he was against Obamacare. That was to ignite a fire that's still raging right now in, in the community yeah. here. It's incredible, but it's the truth, and I cannot yeah. say it enough. You trust but verify. I tell you, Ronald Reagan had a it was a hero in my mind's eye. I know a lot of people have got some uh, fish hooks that they can throw out there and stuff, but he he actually meant what he said, and we never would have had to have had a Putin type of. Uh, oligarchy, if you will, and he meant it when he said, you know, uh, tear down that wall, uh, what was his name, I forget his name, uh, the Khrushchev, Khrushchev, yeah, uh, and uh, he meant it, and, and, and the world knew he meant it. We are a laughing stock of the world right now because of this make-believe president that's uh, between golf games, makes state, reads statements uh, that his uh, Valerie Jarrett, uh, Muslim in chief, writes for him, and and he hates that because he's would rather be playing golf, you know. And of yeah. course, uh, uh, his wifey over there uh, making all of these statements and and being praised for the things that she's saying. As a matter of fact, some of the undercurrent is saying that she might even run for president. You know, it's incredible. It's just absolutely and she could incredible. win just because she's black. Oh, it's historic. We could have a black woman president. Never had that before. Right. And those idiots would vote for her. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Exactly. Yeah, I'd rather the boy be playing golf. <laughs> it wouldn't cost Period. <laughs> yeah, period. <laughs> and it's interesting now, uh, our State Department is asking Russia to help free a vice reporter held in Ukraine. We give Ukraine a billion dollars, they're holding a reporter. I mean, are we weak or what? It's embarrassing. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, we, under the table, gave Putin uh, millions, if not a billion, uh, when we gave the Ukraine that donation because uh, Putin was trying to restrict uh, or charge them more for their gas. And so he actually paid Putin when he gave them the money to buy the gas with, the natural gas. So we have not only a Muslim in chief, we have an idiot in chief. And and pardon me, uh, Brother Reagan, but uh, this is a nut job and not the idea that that they just know so much that isn't true. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, he's such a coward. He goes over to Asia, doesn't visit China, and he thinks his visit to the other Asian nations, Japan, whatever, is going to stop China from attacking them and trying to take yeah. their land over. But yet he's too scared to talk to China. They're little guys in pajamas. You can't be scared of them. Exactly. But that's what he does. Yeah, we, we just gave them another $50 million to add icing to the cake. Also, and it all goes to Russia. They're never going to see the money, the Ukrainians, the Crimeans, and we all know that's that's the case. And where's that money coming from? Borrowing money from China. <laughs> so it's indirectly going from China to America to them. So no, no matter what we do, we lose. Uh, something just came out with a wire here. The Israelis broke off a nine-month negotiation for peace with the Palestinians because the Palestinians are aligning themselves with other terrorist groups, and so they're going to break off any... Uh, negotiations they're having with John Kerry right now 
So nine months of uh, waste. <laughs> Basically, John Kerry's been flying back and forth there. I hope he got a good suntan there at least. Cause mm-hmm. it's all fruitless here. Kerry is useless. I mean, he's yes. a muppet that uh, complained to the Senate in 1971 about uh, our soldiers being terrorists. This guy is useless. But he's white, so he's useful yeah. to Obama. You, you heard what he said about um, to Obama. Yeah, absolutely. And you heard about what the Jews were happening in in uh, Ukraine were being threatened uh, deportation if they didn't sign up, pay a tax, let people know what kind of uh, mass men, mass men. They were coming out of a synagogue, and they were giving leaflets to them saying, "You have to sign this. You have to go to a certain place." You have to let people know uh, that you're Jewish and where you live and what your property is about and things like that. Or if not, you can be deported to some unknown place. That happened in the last few weeks. I read an article called uh, Ghosts of Bobby Yar. I don't know if people remember Bobby Yar. It's a ravine in Kiev where 33,000-plus people were murdered over a two-day period, September 29th, 30th, and 1941. This echoes it again. We have anti-Semitism emerging again, not only there, but many other places. And, of course, the Middle East is a powder keg for that. So we, we're seeing this happen all over the place. And if Israel was not in where it was, it was somewhere else, they'd still be attacking it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no matter what. It's just a ghost of, of, of Germany. Yeah. You know, sign up, yeah. get in line, there's your oven. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. it's unfortunate, but that's what they're talking about. Yeah, and it's pretty sad to see that the, the genocidal maniacs are still there and they're being stirred to pot. Why take the Jews out? We've always been the scapegoats through history, and we continue to be the scapegoat for anything and everything, especially at the United Nations, which should have been kicked out of America decades ago. Oh, it's a joke that it's here. Yeah. But it's in New York, the liberal capital of the world. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we were trying. We were told that we were going to have to get rid of our guns because of the uh, United Nations telling yes. us to do that, right? Yes, the United oh, Nations. Okay. Yeah, Obama goes to the United Nations. The United, well, we're giving away the Internet. You know that. I mean, the last two oh, yeah. weeks been a hubbub in Washington down here about how uh, the nationals should not run it. The internationals should. The heck with them. We did a great job. We continue to do a good job. Yeah, we're on our own country. They can take care of theirs. I'm with gold yeah. on that. We'll be isolationists as far as I'm concerned. I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't stay isolationist. Just leave us sure. alone. That's all. Yeah. Leave us you know, alone. Leave, leave our treasury alone. It's all about our money, though. It's all about the money oh, we're directing there. It's about our yeah. money, though, that they're spending. Well, the Egyptians made a demand this week for another billion dollars to fight terrorists on their borders as well. Hopefully it's not going to go against Israel, but they made a demand. It was like yesterday in the news, so. Uh, we'll see how much money goes out of the uh, Treasury to help terrorists. I don't think it's going to go to, f- to fight them, in my mind, no. under Obama. Yeah, well, we'll listen, uh, our, our bankruptcy, money. Yeah, we, we, are, we are in bankruptcy. We're just printing money uh, yeah. to dance around, but we're in yeah. bankruptcy. You know, uh, Americans are, you know, probably going to experience, you know, skyrocketing taxes one of these days and and inflammation and uh, inflation, you know, all, all those things that are coming along with it. But, you know, we should be in the same circumstances as people who, you know, go bankrupt. You know, you think about uh, America doesn't have to go bankrupt and, and it wouldn't if the people were to rise up and demand, you know, serious action. But sadly, most Americans are too intimidated by the size and scope of the problem. So we sit back and we always want someone else to take care of the problem. But it's it's just there's nothing in this world uh, that can – look at what John Stossel said. He outlined it perfectly. You know, what would you think of a person who earned $24,000 a year but spent thirty-five thousand. Suppose on top of that, uh, he was already a hundred and seventy thousand dollars in debt. You tell him to get his act together, stop spending so much, or he'd destroy his family, and, and of course impoverish his kids and and wreck their future. And of course, no individual could live so. Uh, irresponsibly now but tack eight more zeros to that budget and you have the checkbook for our 
out-of-control, big-spending federal government. Now, you, we, why can't we just look at them spending and laughing and getting on their jets and flying away and spending $150 million on a vacation and talking about those impoverished people who are inequality in pay, in pay and all of the other crap that, that they try to get elected with. Now, this is all gibberish. We have to teach and we have to let people know. And I think we're doing a damn good job on this show of telling people how it, how, how the, the, the pie is and how we ought to be splitting it and not how we ought to be borrowing money to try to make more pies. You know, it's just the idea that we've got to wise up and uh, lace that belt up and stand up and put our big boy and big girl pants on. You yeah. got any well, comment there? Obama's getting what he wants. He's trying to bankrupt the country. He's trying to cause yeah. race warfare, class warfare. He's getting exactly what he wants, or what Jared yeah. and Soros want. The but money's the Republicans stand up. Ain't going to change. Exactly. He's going to bankrupt us. I mean, you can't look at the stock market, the Nasdaq. They're going crazy, yeah. and there's no reason for it. No reason at all. Well, the you know, most supply. of us, most of the people don't yeah. even know about that hundred trillion dollars of unfunded liability yes. that the well, unelected body called the Federal Reserve has got us into. But believe it or not, you and me and every other American is the guarantor for all of that frivolous bullshit that they're doing and passing money out around the world. We are guaranteeing with our property and assets. And that is the stumbling block that I believe Americans are not aware of. They're the guarantors for those idiots. But the money is backed up by the full faith and credit of the United States. It's the only thing backing our money. We don't have much faith left in this country, and everything's done on credit here. So basically the money's backed up by just putting more money like the Confederates did back in the 1860s. So our money is worthless, and at any time someone wants to pull the plug on us, like China, they will, and they will destroy this country. And we are the debtors, as you said. We are the debtors. Everything we own goes back to them. And, and then that's a bad thing. And Obama just made it a lot worse, making almost $6 trillion more in debt. And we see it now playing out here. My wife just got hit with another tax bill and another tax bill. 30000 here, 40000 there. They did an order of this, an order of that. I don't know where we're supposed to get this money to pay. Then you try to make a deal with them. They say, no, you you pay 10000 and then they, we'll let you pay 2000 They'll let me. They'll let us. They're giving. We, we, we're the ones that pay all the bills for everybody else. And as you heard, 86 million people support 150 million people or more. And this is what's happening. And I, I said to them, why are we living here in Maryland? Why don't we go to a, a low-tax state like North Dakota or, or North Carolina or something like this? We're being bombed here. And that's the whole idea. Redistribute the wealth. Take the wealth. Give it to somebody else. Let them benefit by it. And the hell with us white people. And that's what, what's, what's happening, basically. And that's what I'm seeing. When my, and I, we're really, if you allow me, we're really, really pissed off. All right, I've been through so many audits, I've, it just drives me crazy. We've eliminated it. We had a vacation, a big family vacation that we had with a lot of other people. We got rid of that. I got rid of everything. We just have our house right now. And we're middle class, solid middle class people. And they're destroying the middle class. And I don't know how long before they erode that from us and, and everybody else. You know, we used to be the strongest middle class in the world. Not anymore, we're not. And they don't want that. And all they're doing is growing... The, the lower class, the poverty, the poor level. You increase the minimum wage like this black idiot wants to do. Yeah. People are going to lose jobs. Yeah. And Did he job. ever consult businesses to ask them, can you afford a ten ten dollar an hour minimum wage? And it's not ten ten dollars. It's also matching Social Security that goes up, matching Medicare that goes up, unemployment, workman's comp, and you know the list and you know the song. It's it, that ten ten an hour becomes a fifteen sixteen dollar an hour worker. Exactly. But we That's just exactly cannot happens. afford it. I'm a person who used to own and manage nursing homes with the group. I was the head guy. And let me tell you something: when you have two hundred people that you have to pay every week, your payroll is huge. Okay. And when it's, it's huge, and you have more taxes coming on your head, and more mandates, and you have to do this, and you're told that if you don't pay for Obamacare, it's two thousand dollars a year. 
penalty for you that will start, I think, in 2016 is, is just unbelievable. I'm not at all that now, but I've seen it. I've seen the government in action, and what they do is basically inaction. They just come in here with a doctrine, do this. If you don't do this, we'll get these armed SWAT teams to come down and destroy your business. And they've done that. I wrote about it with references in Demons of Democracy, because uh, that was the time that I was just going through turmoil with the government. And I can tell you, they will come after each one of us, the two, you, know, you, two, you two guys and everybody else. And there was millions of dollars at stake here of people's money involved in this investment. And it was a good investment, these nursing homes. We helped a lot of people. But at the end of the day, the government wanted what they want. They underfunded it because they were Medicare and medical assistance patients. But they were asking us to do more than they were funding, and we just can't do it. There's a lot of stuff coming out on Obamacare. I mean, we could talk about it a little bit. You know, it's all a matter of cash flow. These businesses can't handle it. You can't afford to pay two thousand. Can't afford the money. We don't have it. The government yeah. doesn't. Do you remember pay. Margaret Thatcher's famous statement? You know, you're finally if you keep robbing from Peter to pay Paul, you're going to finally run out of Peters, or they're going to escape yeah. from you. You know, it's just uh, uh, it's terrible. It's yeah. politics it's as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're hardworking people. We put in forty to sixty hours a week. Even in our early sixties, we're doing it. I used to put in eighty hours a week. And I, if I'm lucky, I came home with fifty percent of what I made at that time, and that was not right. You know, no. I taking time away from my family and my children deserve my time. Uh, and and that's that's just wrong. What's going on here? And Obama doesn't care. Did you hear this morning that Obama has eleven point eight million dollars he's worth? Where does this man get that kind of money? Well, he never works. He never right. did anything for. He's is it all from the book? Anything. From the books he wrote? I think there's two famous books and two uh, non-so-famous books that are attributed to him. And uh, Saul Alinsky was his mentor. You remember? Yeah. He nothing but a political activist, and yes. he jumped out of of silence. He he was a senator simply to uh, be there to vote president. So that he could run for president, he's he has the George Soros backing for from years previous. He wasn't able to go to those high dollar universities and travel all over the world to see his family over in the, uh, the Muslim countries. He had to have uh, capital backing, and it was somebody who was dressing him up to be president so that he could annihilate this country. You remember George Soros made his first trillion dollars destroying the British pound. So yes. that's yes, that's much. what he's his entire intent is to destroy this economy. That's his job. Well, Obama went to Occidental College to Columbia University to Harvard and that takes a lot of money. You never saw this kid working at all. Where was the money coming from? Some of us yeah. feel that he maybe he said he was an international student and got special funds from someplace. And you're right, Soros could have been the back door for that. I would agree with that. Sure. Yeah. And then yeah. trying to replace him with somebody else that's worthless is Hillary Clinton. She's done nothing except kill yeah. four of our guys in Benghazi. Yeah. She is worthless. She has a new book. Did you hear about her new book? Hard choices. <laughs> Hard choices. Yeah. What uh-huh. choices did she ever make? Did she make? Did she send the military when four men were crying for help down in Benghazi that that fateful night in 2012? No. She said, "What difference does it make?" I tell you, if her child Chelsea was down there, the uh, the fifth military would have been down there with a thousand planes. You could bet. What difference does it make? What difference does it make? Well, I hope she uh, doesn't make it to 2015. She's going to have another Clinton. Uh, 40 years from now, we're going to see uh, another leftist out there. Yeah, that's what we need is her. And she is she's as worthless as the rest of them. Yeah, well, they try to the make her a journalist, a phony baloney, and she got up there and like, she failed. Yeah, look, look at the Republicans trying to be like, you know, when you, you're prepared to compromise on anything and everything, you achieve nothing. No, there's yeah. not going to be a time when we are going to be able to back off and say, oh, let the Republicans say, we've got too many rhinos up there. We've got to clean house, and I mean get the, the left-wing nut jobs out of there. And I don't know if anyone uh, uh, can do this, but uh, surely they ought to go put uh, Harry Reid in handcuffs if they're not going to put oh. uh, uh, Obama in and Eric Holder in handcuffs, where, where they should be. Can you imagine Eric Holder going on television to his black audience and, and talking about 
uh, they look at how they treated uh, a, me, you know, and it, it was strictly because of his color. Did you listen to the absurdity of how he told that uh, senator, you don't want to go there, you know, and, yeah, and then he goes go over there. and acts like, the real acts like that he was attitude. the one. Yeah, it, he acts like he was the one that was being bombarded and didn't have the attitude, but he was the one that had the attitude. It's incredible. It's useless. He's another one that doesn't want to enforce any laws that he doesn't like. Exactly. Act, except uh, except did you turning up the black the guys what? loose that was at the voting booth. Remember that? Yeah, he wanted oh, that. Yeah. The first job he had when he when he got into office was to uh, t- to uh, cancel out the uh, the, the black that were Black Panther group that was uh, you know keeping people from voting. Yeah. He, he, he pardoned them, got them off hook. The Supreme okay, Court decision prosecute. on affirmative action, did you see that? For Michigan, Michigan voters came about and said they didn't want affirmative action. It was challenging the court. Supreme Court came down, I think it was 6-2, six, six something like that. I think yep. one extension, uh, that for the state of Michigan saying that they could do what they want. It's funny. I think so, did Sotomayor vote against that? Sotomayor or anybody Gin- ra- or Ginsburg. Yeah. yeah. They, of course, they they left as left. Yeah, ACLU types. Yeah, they're, they're well, a, I mean, Ginsburg, you know what, you know what now, affirmative action means? It means your ahead, way is paved through college. Let me tell you a very short. When I was in medical school at State University of New York, there was a black studies department. They gave the black students, and they were nice people, the black guys, uh, all the tests, old tests. They just juggled the questions every year, and they got the old tests. They were able to get through. They had special privilege in, in the school, got lots of money, and that's how it was. Okay, and that's what's happening right now. That's how Obama Obama became the head of the law review through Harvard, not through the normal processes, but he wrote a paragraph, and then they, they let him in. And if you look, if you study that, you'll see he was the first black guy to to be the head of the review, but not because of merit, because they wanted a black guy to say that there was a black guy in there, pretty much. So, yeah, if you leave it merit, it he's not going to. I'm glad I never went to Harvard, but God, I got right. crazy up there. So think about it. this is this is strictly the Democrat policy. If they uh, attack somebody personally and wound them, you know that's that's very well because you know the attack uh, uh, is a one personality, you know. But it, if it's if they attack someone's personality, a single not one single political argument is left when they jump in somebody's personality. That's the way the Eric Holders and the Obamas are. They they talk about those those obstructionist Republicans because what they mean is those those Republicans who do not give them everything that they want, that means they're obstructionist. Yeah. You know, this that's the stupidest thing in the world. Even even very dumb people should understand that when he says those Republicans are obstructionists, we can't get uh, anything through Congress. Well, think about that. What was he just saying? I will not compromise. He says that nationally. It is going to be my way or the highway. Now, if you don't allow it, you're an obstructionist. Now, it doesn't take a smart person to figure this out. Obama's an obstructionist by blocking Keystone Pipeline XL by tying sure. it in knots with the claim that they have two million plus commentaries they must review this idiotic way of thinking that's blocking forty four thousand jobs and most people do not understand there's already a Keystone Pipeline there. A lot of this is to replace and enlarge what's there right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what environmental issues they're coming up with because the pipes are already there and they're crazy. It goes from Winnipeg, I think, down or Alberta, way down into a steel town, uh, Nebraska. And that's the pipeline that they want to put in. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. If you look at the map you'll see it's it's there. There are three other We could lines be the energy right supplier for the world. We could sure. be the energy so we have more oil, more gas, more yeah. everything here. We don't have to be purchasing it from our enemies. We no. do not. We could no, he be that the energy now. supplier for the world. He doesn't want that. He wants us to go yeah. to Sun and spend all our money on these alternative energies that are useless, at yeah. the same time giving money to other countries to drill for oil, experiment, explore yeah. the Gulf, saying we'll be first in line to buy your oil. That's the world. Look at how many. Exactly right. Yeah. 
They said that about Venezuela. Look how many billions of dollars he took down to Brazil. Yeah. Uh, when he wouldn't allow offshore drilling here, he went down and gave the Brazilians billions of dollars to drill offshore yeah. and get oil uh, to uh, sell to us. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And his and turning into I, I I don't know who in their right mind uh, could allow this to happen, but for the government to turn into angel investors and simply take our borrowed money, which we are backing by our, our land, property, and assets, and just start slinging it around on people like Solyndra. And, and the, uh, that is, I, I believe that is a treasonous act. And this is my view, my personal view. There may be people who agree with that, but I think it's a treasonous act to start determining you, the the government can't even run a post office, and they're going to be yeah. angel investors and pick quality companies to invest in. You know, yeah. that pisses me off. Pardon my correct English. Well, that's correct, though, because now they go uh, through the same thing with Obamacare. They can't yeah. run a post office. They can't run anything. Well, And now they want to run the health system. Post office is $95 billion in debt due to many for many reasons. And that's what I, the, those are the latest numbers. They've cut a lot of employees. They want to get rid of Saturday hours. They've closed the number of post offices, and they've limited the hours in, in certain post offices around here. You can't get to, we have two postal boxes in one of the facilities. We can't get into them after a certain hour. So if you're, there, if you're not there between 9 and 5, you're not there. That was the whole idea of the postal box, was we couldn't be there in the first place. They right. don't want to leave them open. So this is what's happening. There's an alteration, a, re, a refabrication of America. And the head person is Obama. As he promised, he was very upfront with it in his campaign prior to 2008. I'm going to change America. And he has changed America. And if anything he's been successful at, that's what he's been successful at. Why is he the cheating person that he is? Yeah, he exactly. admitted yeah. He admitted the fact that he was going to tax the coal industry and to, to tax them and to regulate them out of business. Now, yes. he admitted that before he was elected. How in the yes. hell can anybody in America needing jobs can go through the process of knowing he's about to eliminate millions of jobs? Yes. There are complete states that were counting on that. And for him to come in and his fat wife to sell a diet program, I cannot believe that, that we are not smarter than that. We we've been dumbed down. Of course, the the Common Core now is 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 really they grin and have their advertisements on television. I'm sick to death of the actual dumbing down of our schools. As we begin this show, do you remember those comparators from '57 up to yeah. 2012? It's ridiculous, but it's the truth. Dumbing our society down, and we are now the recipients of that stupidity. We are out here allowing it to happen, and that is what really aggravates me. Have you we, heard the people, the are supposed to be the boss here. The math curriculum, you mentioned Pedro at the beginning. They gave one example. Pedro has two kilos of heroin. He has to divide it up to 20 people. How much did each person get? That's, that's the new math. Oh, God, that's, that's, that's the new math. You don't have to be accurate in your mathematics. You know, as long as you know how to get to the wrong number. You don't have to know how to file. You, you don't have to know how to push buttons on a computer. You don't need to think anymore. We'll do the thinking for you. We'll take half sure. your paycheck. You'll get hit the other half. And if that's not enough, we'll just throw an extra check in there for you from some other uh, idiot that's working. That, that's what yeah. the new world is about here. Yeah, a lot of these and, schools don't teach kids how to write anymore. How to do longhand writing? No, not at all. It's gone. Which is Would you ridiculous. listen to some like of math. them talk? Teach them how to do math. How about speaking? Give them a calculator. How about speaking? Yeah. How about speaking? Yeah. Listen to some of them talk. It's almost a joke to hear some of these high school kids speak. It's incredible. They've not been taught anything. No. They have got that little test, and I keep forgetting the name of the test from the Bush family, that all they have to do is get by this test, and, and the teacher is said to be doing, oh, you're doing a good job when they get past this test. And they, they are so uneducated, they leave high school being complete dwarfs education-wise. It's incredible. They well, know how to bounce a ball, kick a ball, week. and hit a ball. They can't talk. He's saying, I sold 
the, the house last year. I, I sold. I mean, they don't even know the difference between sold and sold. They, and these yeah. are people making all kinds of money playing a kid's game, but they exactly. can't speak, and they probably can't write or half them can't read. Right. They praise the, the guy that can throw the ball, bounce the ball, and kick the ball, and they love the fact that he is an idiot. They they put their pants below their ass and they walk out and wave around and turn the cap sideways. They love to look like idiots. I cannot understand how someone can't look back and say, listen, is that really the way I want to look? It seems as though that's that's the cool look. They look at that, and that's how they want to look and act. The person who bounces the ball, kicks the ball, hits the ball, throws the ball, whatever it is, and that's their idols. It used to be that the person with the brain was most thought of. Now they want to call them nerds and and uh, kick them off to the side and, and abuse them. The bullies will jump on them and all that kind of stuff. It's so reversed. We've got to go back to basics. And you know where that is? In charter schools, not in public schools. They, we ought to stand up and say, listen, uh, no more paying for public education. Sorry, Government, you're fired. You're not part of this. You're not going to tell us what books to put in there. They have this little place down in Texas that determines uh, we've got to take God out. We've got to take uh, uh, all of the uh, uh, Constitution out. We've got to be fair and then talk about Allah in there. And uh, This is incredible. We, we, we can't stand for this kind of stuff, and we've got to stand up. Not even Texas is standing up, unfortunately, under Rick Perry. They took a Bible away from a child uh, during a reading session. Did you see that? It was unbelievable. Yeah. The teacher took the Bible away, and the teacher said, I said, well, I wrote a note. I said, this is probably atheists at work in the classrooms, pushing atheism and atheistic practices. The Bible is a very important book. Everybody should read it. It's just sure. stupidity not to. Even if they take it, they don't take it on faith, but on history, it has a lot to say and a lot of morality to put forth into people's minds. And these animals here in Baltimore that are predatory and killing people, they never read the Bible at all, or else they never do what they're doing. Absolutely. What happened to family values happened when they took when they took the Pledge of Allegiance and prayer and and respect out of schools. That yeah. it turned into an asylum, I and mean, it's just that's exactly the uh, there's the confrontation of nothing that is going to be uh, educatable. It's just simply go to and and answer this question this way, and then yeah. you pass, and that's the end of education. That's yeah. stupid. We've got to realize that education not only starts at home around that dinner table. Just like, uh, Mark, you were talking about, you know, there's no dinner table left. Most of them are in jail. And That's a great analogy. And there's no uh, camaraderie in that family structure. So what happens? You see what happens. We, we have a president who's trying to get them all out of jail to get them to vote. That's great. Cause you're right. It's qu- everything quick, fast. Let's get it done. Go to McDonald's, get your meal in 20 minutes. No socialization anymore. And the kids are certainly not socialized properly to get uh, to where they are. Uh, they're desocialized, if anything. Treated like animals. And look what you have. There's so much more to talk about, guys. Uh, we could do this for three hours. That's exactly right. I, I'm, I'm so in, pumped up and in, enthralled every time I get on this radio program. You, you guys are some true brain people i love that intelligence and we have a great interaction and, and we are bringing the facts forward and it it's going to take people like us we've got to get out here and get the facts out get people to understand what the facts are they're not going to get it from the nonchalant tvs who are really uh owned by george soros and company they're Fox going to be getting the propaganda that's placed out there for them yeah. A lot of the radio shows now are not giving the information. I think there's one guy out there, even passing Rush, it's Andy Dean. He's providing information, conservative information. Now, we're not seeing that on a lot of the other shows. We're giving right. it, and that's what's important exactly. right here. And people should listen to us. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. 
We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come.